Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Welcome back to another episode of For the Love of Sport, brought to you by Sports Engine, your home for you sports. My name is Simon. And my name is Marie. And guess what, listener? We are alive and in person. Simon and I just touched hands there. We're, we're alive. We're in person for the first time ever, recording a podcast together at Feels last. Good. Feels so good. Guess who's back? Back again. again. It's, like when you, it's like when you put the last puzzle piece into a puzzle and it's just yeah. like... That feeling? It is. So we got. Finally complete. Finally whole. Exactly. Feels so. great. It's a little jarring, too, just not, not to be looking at a screen. And I wonder I if this is going to be the same sort of level of podcast now that we can see each other. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I, I feel like I should be looking at my computer, but then I can't I see Simon, so. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a whole lot of, like, actual us talking to each other and things that we're going to do with our hands that the listener's going to miss out on. Like, a lot of, like, things you would have to actually have to see us do. Yeah. And. Listeners are going to miss out on that. We'll have to have like somebody just auto-record. At this time, Simon was actually tapping his head. <laughs> Something along those lines. So, okay. Actually, speaking of tapping heads, speaking of... <laughs> nice. This is going to be a good segue. Great segue. You ready <laughs> for this segue? Yep. I was thinking a lot about sort of the future of youth sports. Sure. And the future of like, in terms of like popularity, which sports are going to gain that momentum, which sports are going to have that longevity and lasting and what came to mind. And I do want to preface this with the understanding that Maria and I are both big football fans. Huge. But when we think about the sport of football in youth sports and its longevity, especially in consideration of the importance of heads and your mental state and how it's been proven that concussions can be a really significant issue and a big hot button for parents when they think about putting their kids in football. We should talk about the longevity of football and youth sports, what's sort of maybe not holding that back, but the hurdles that it needs to you know get across. And as I understand it, there's some stats that are involved here too in terms of the growth of flag football and tackle football as well. So Marie, what do you think in terms of football and youth sports and the longevity of it and, and its future? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to note that the times we're in now, it's it's no longer just, you know, football. It's definitely tackle yeah. football and flag football, right? Yes. I think over the last 10 years, we've seen a, a shift in how we're thinking about football, tackle football, that is, how we're talking about it, mm-hmm. how comfortable parents are with putting their younger kids um, into tackle football, yeah. um, which has thus kind of grown the sport of flag football. And so for those of you maybe who aren't familiar with flag football, um, it is essentially... Um, a modified version of tackle football where there is, of course, no tackling. Yes. Uh, kids wear flags around their waists. Yep. It's also a little bit different. I think the field's smaller. Sure. It's only five on a side, so it actually increases the amount of fast-paced play. 37% of Americans would say that football is their favorite sport. They claim that to be their favorite sport. Wow. So 37%. That's a very big number because there are a lot of sports. But then we've got a stat that kind of contradicts it a little bit. 78% of American adults would not put their kid under the age of 14 
into tackle football. Oh, wow. So you've got people who love the sport, but then are like, but if it's my own kid. But not for my own kid. Yeah. That's, I don't want it. That's, and <laughs> it brings up like the question, why? Well, I mean, the concussions have got to be the number one yeah. reason, right? I mean, I think we can, that's a fairly safe assumption. I know from my own experience, I wasn't allowed because of uh, my dad's dad was a surgeon mm. and small town Montana, my dad's dad had to work on a lot of knees and like a lot of, and saw a lot of players cartilage just gone and disappeared. Now this is, again, is like the fifties. <laughs> Medical advancements, sure. equipment advancements sure. have gotten a lot better and they mm -hmm. will continue to get better. It's estimated that over 80% of children will get injured playing football. <laughs> and those are different kind of injuries than, than soccer, than other very popular youth sports like uh, basketball or, or, or the like. So it's an inevitability of it. I think that's really the big hindrance is like, if you are going to put your kid in this, it's with the expectation that they're most likely going to get hurt. And also, most likely it could be a concussion. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think, um, I think if everyone takes a step back and thinks about why you love to watch football as yeah. it is today, um, I think it's for the strategy. Yep. It's fast paced. Yep. You know, things are constantly moving. And I think flag football, you, you get all of that stuff minus all of the intense injuries and concussions and right. like, gosh, I'll be sitting and watching football and like every tackle, I'm like, how is this not hurting more than what we are seeing? And I think it is hurting more than what we're seeing, but there's been a long line of like, you know, if you're football, you're tough, you're, you know, mm -hmm. obviously they have pads and, and really good equipment now. And there's a lot of technology out there that has helped helmets and, yeah. and make sure it's as safe as it can be. But the sheer sport and the rules and just the tackling and the, the tapping of heads, if you will. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's wild. It's, I mean, yeah. it is really insane that it's, it's still, you know, um, where it's at. And I think the growth of flag football, which is one of the fastest growing sports, if not the fastest growing team sport. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we've talked about pickleball and golf is, those are individual sports and they're growing rapidly. But I think from a team sport perspective. Yeah. Flag football might be might be it. Absolutely, it's the pickleball I, I, of the team sports. I agree. I, in in terms of and also with just the longevity of football and ensuring that football is also maintained and, and still played, you know, throughout many many years. I don't want to see it go away. No, I don't think anyone wants. No that. one ever. No one wants that. And I I have a brother who uh, does not understand American football whatsoever. Um, and I explain it to him as imagine a chessboard that's like a hundred yards long or whatever, and then you just set all the pieces. And then they smash together at high speed with like Constantly. careful strategy, with very tactile movements, with like absolute precision in terms of where things are and moving players away. And it's beautiful. It really is, especially mm -hmm. all the different plays that need to be memorized and, and practiced and rehearsed. And then you take all those pieces and you set them right back up and then you do it again. Mm -hmm. it's a, it is a wonderful, amazing, strategic game. But I think you are absolutely right where the answer is flag football. Yeah. I think also it's interesting like – you know, mandates and requirements are always super hard to get passed through. And, and oftentimes right. if we try to mandate it, it won't happen. If we just provide the option and then give the guidance to parents to say, hey, both are available. Yep. We'd recommend you go flag until 14. And then it's up to you to decide. Yep. Maybe the kid loves flag football. I've seen also, and it's growing exponentially um, within uh, young females as well. Yeah, I would huge. say it's, it's huge. It's, it's in 2020, it became yeah. a collegiate. Uh, female sport, which is awesome. That is awesome. Um, that they get to, you know, I think a lot of females have always loved football and wanted to play, but it's it's super intimidating that you're playing with a bunch of huge dudes and, and potentially <laughs> getting tackled. Like it's just that's 
there's a huge barrier to entry yeah. when you take out the tackle side of it and open it up to be more about the strategy and and more about the the moves and finesse. Like that's where obviously flag yeah. football shines. But um, you know, options are always great too, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just they always become two sports and you can play either. Um, yeah, I can both. see that too. Who knows? I mean, I mean, maybe the the popularity of flag football grows exponentially too. Where not where it's you know as you mentioned, a collegiate sport for, for females, which is, that's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of keyed up to watch some of those. I know. Games. I'm that's like, awesome. where can I tune in? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Shout out. If anyone knows <laughs> yeah. where to Hit tune in. We, we, we want to watch a game for sure. We definitely do. Um, yeah. But hopefully, I mean, hopefully it does grow in that, in that same aspect that it just, it gains viewership. It gains a lot of attention. And then people are just like, you know, this is actually this, the same sort of everything that I love about football, just mm-hmm. without the sickening well, crunches yeah, that the, you have to the see scary, like i mean the, did you see the, the pauses the break yeah did tua. you see tua like, i sure did he got tackled it wasn't even direct head to head fall back hit his head on the ground he stands up and he can barely he can barely walk he, he's falling over like it's instances where that which was a clean tackle yep there was no one at fault yep. he just hit his head on the turf i mean it was scary it was really hard yeah. to watch and you try to imagine that in a teenager and it's even scarier right yeah in a um, developing mind and like exactly yeah in yeah. your formative years that can really be super hindering to just your whole life like yeah. two is a professional athlete mm-hmm. but that's just part of the game yeah but. it probably isn't his first first knock but, no probably not his first um, knock no but i gotta say like flag football i'm here for it i mean if we think back capture the flag oh man all day With flags in elementary school that was a blast Absolutely. They basically just took capture the flag, mm-hmm. put it in football, combine mm-hmm. the two, and you've got like a mega sport. You do. I, I love it. I, we should try to get like a little game of flag football going around yeah. the office. Like I, that's because right now we got accessible. a big, we got a big open space. We do. We could do it. Dibs on quarterback. I was, I don't mean to brag. Okay, Marie, here we go. I don't mean to brag, but go. I'm going to. I'm going to push through. Uh, I was division three intramural oh boy. flag football Runner-up, oh, <laughs> running up. He was the best. I was the second, second best. best. Uh, I was a QB for my intramural team, and that was God. That was fun. Like that was like I post- did. Yeah, I think I did powder puff. That was always flag oh, football yeah. back in high school. Should we upload some some old school photos of <laughs> I, us playing? I could probably flag- find that. Oh boy. Oh yeah, let's do this. Okay, we can stay do that tuned. For sure. <laughs> stay tuned for that. I'm I'm curious about what what our guest will think, especially like with his experience within football. Yeah, you know? we've got a we've got a great guest who has a lot of experience in the football world, but mm-hmm. he has more experience helping to keep you sports safe. And I think yeah. when we say safe, that can mean a whole slew of things. The stuff we just talked about, your physical yep. safety, mental safety, con- concussions, yep. injuries yep. are all too relevant in youth sports, but it also translates to proper trainings and screenings for, for volunteers and coaches. And our guests we're going to have on here, we'll do a, well, you already saw the episode notes. I don't know why we try yeah. to keep this a secret, <laughs> but you know exactly who it is. Oh, that's the, nice. the, the wizard of nice wisdom, Mr. Wayne Moss. Yeah. So we've got him on. This was fun. Let's keep this rolling. Let's let's get Wayne on and uh, cue, cue the music, I think, as they say. <laughs> Okay, Simon, I got a little little story for you. Back when I was a coach, yeah. there was nothing that I disliked more than showing up to the field and realizing that only three people oh, from no. my team of 12 were attending practice. Oh. I had spent an hour prior to this, an hour, I will say, cultivating a practice plan that just, you know, 
chef's kiss. It was, it was beautiful, <laughs> but it required more than three people to be at my practice. And I had no way of knowing I didn't know. And you know what? That's not fun. It's not fun for me. No, it's not fun for the kids. No, probably not fun for the parents who are dropping their kid off to, to get a not so great experience. So, um, Time you're not getting back either. No, n- not at all. And, and so I'm going to call and say you sports, they are more fun when everyone is there. They're at the right place. They're at the right time. And if they're not going to be there, they'll let you know. Would you agree? A hundred percent. That's the dream. Well, that is truly the magic of the Sports Engine app. So teams only need this one app to share their game and practice schedules. They can chat with teammates, parents, whoever. And really my favorite feature, you can RSVP. You can let me know if you're going to be there. Let me know if you're not. Provide a note with it. Anything you want, (laughs) you can do it from directly in the app. So if you dear listener, are looking to get your team together, you can download the Sports Engine mobile app today on your phone's app store. So go ahead, pull out the phone, download the app. It is, and maybe I didn't mention this, completely free. Ooh, love the sound of that. Okay. Sports <laughs> Engine is the official app of Sports. I'm going to do a little intro here for you, uh, for our listeners. We have an exceptional uh, guest here on the show. Um, <laughs> you guys are are in for a real treat. So uh, we, we've got Wayne Moss here with us, and he um, he spent over 20 years working in the youth sports industry um, and is currently the executive director of the National Council of Youth Sports, uh, where he has held that title for just over four years. Um, before his time, though, with NCIS, Wayne was the Senior Director of Sports Fitness and Recreation for over 15 years, which is incredibly impressive, uh, with the Boys and Girls Club of America, um, where I believe he helped lead health and wellness programs for over 4,000 different clubs across the U.S., um, insanely impressive resume here. Uh, Wayne's got, uh, he is truly one of those people that, um, you're, you know, I personally, I love talking to him. He's always got some <laughs> deep wisdom to provide, which I'm sure he will impart with you, uh, dear oh listener. Boy. And I guarantee this is a guarantee after listening to this podcast today, oh you will at least smile oh. two or three more times than you would have before. <laughs> so Wayne, oh my with God, that, welcome to the show. Flattery will get you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I like to test that theory out almost every day. Awesome. So, Wayne, welcome. Glad, we're glad good to, to go be with you all today. Super excited. Absolutely. Wayne, welcome to the show. We are just we're thrilled to have you on and a chance for our listeners to to learn from you too. And you know, if we can kick things off, can you would you mind that was an amazing intro, obviously, Marie. Well done. Yeah. Uh, but could you tell us a little more about uh, yourself and your journey to Thank where you. you've where you're at today as the executive director of NCYS? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's funny when I think back to uh, when I think back on my time, you know, I've always been interested in sports. And, uh, you know, as a kid, I mean, that's mainly all that I was interested in. And I can hear my mother, my late mother, I can hear her voice right now. And she would tell me, boy, you ought to you ought to find some other thing to get interested in you know, something that you can make a living at. So, so who, who knew that you could actually make a living uh, in sport? Uh, so it's been I mean, it's been great for me. Uh, all of my life has been this. Uh, I spent the early part of my career, believe it or not, uh, in media. I was a I was a reporter 
for oh, an af- for an afternoon or for several afternoon newspapers uh, sports reporter. And I, I actually uh, the paper that I worked for in Cleveland went out of business, and uh, <laughs> then the paper in Lexington went out of business. And you know, then there are probably some of your listeners that are saying, "Afternoon newspapers." <laughs> 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 Never heard of it. It sounds like a bygone (laughs) era for real. (laughs) But but that was a thing, believe it or not. No doubt. No doubt. Go back to your old encyclopedia and look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Then they'll be like, encyclopedia. Never heard of her either. There you go. Starting as a so starting as a reporter, I guess where did that where did that journey take you next? And after, you know. After afternoon newspapers, um, how did you how did you stick with sports? What what kept you? Uh, I mean, obviously, you knew that there could be a living made by sports. So how did you continue that passion? Yeah, you know, so it was interesting. Uh, I mean, what I knew was really kind of limited. And I recall having a conversation with my dad. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was at that time I was working for the state of Ohio you know, kind of complaining a little bit about it. And he said, hey, listen, well, what do you really want to do? And it had me think about, like, what do I really want to do? And I really just started to interview some people. And uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Kevin Byrne, who used to be the PR uh, director for the Cleveland Browns and uh, some folks with the Indians and uh, a gentleman named Gene Littles, who was the assistant coach of the Cleveland Cavs. I called on a number of people and just sought their advice and uh, ended up going to graduate school at Ohio University based on a lot of the recommendations that I got in terms of forwarding my uh, my education and, you know, ultimately ended up uh, taking a a year long internship with the Cleveland Browns that turned into uh, some time with the Orioles and then uh, with the Detroit Lions. And so. Uh, never in my wildest dreams really could I have imagined that all of that, you know, would have taken me here, uh, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, what I say is ultimately you just, you, ha- you just have to stay committed to what you're interested in. And then life kind of yeah. takes you on its own journey. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I love that. We we often talk about this idea of sport and how much, it, you know, it's certainly impacted Simon and myself's lives and, and growing up you don't often reflect and think, wow, this is going to like shape me for the rest of my life. But I do want to touch a little bit on the connections that you were able to make and mm-hmm. and just the fact that you reaching out kind of led to more opportunities, how important making connections have been in getting you to where you are today and just speak to a little bit more of, of the human connection and, and making sure that's not lost. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the relationships that we have with people really are everything. Uh, you know, everything just personally connected, but also mm-hmm. the prefer- professional uh, connections. It it has everything that has happened really has come as a re- as a direct relationship to how I might have been connected with someone uh, or another. And you know, as I as I'm really thinking back on you know each of the moves, uh, it really has been because uh, someone knew me, knew of my work, uh, or I was referred to someone, uh, and so. You know, the thing that I that I say to young people all the time is that, one, there's so much if you're interested in sport. And I think a lot of folks can be seduced by, you know, the big money that there is by dribbling a basketball or, you know, carrying a football. 
or whatever the thing is. Mm. Yeah. You know, there's certainly nothing wrong with aspiring for that. But there are even so many more opportunities that are available in a variety of spaces. And so, you know, I tell folks all the time, hey, listen, you know, first of all, just be one to explore and talk with people. You know, when I look back on some of those folks that gave me advice, you know, I, I laugh today because, uh, you know, Gene Littles, who was an assistant basketball coach, didn't know me from Adam. And, you know, I, my call came out of the blue. And uh, he was so kind as to just give me uh, an hour of his day. Didn't have to do that. Wow. And so uh, what I have found and what, you know, I tell young people all the time is that most people really are willing to give of themselves. Uh, so we generally have not because we ask not. Uh, so really super important to, you know, make sure that mm. we're connecting with people. but also. You know, at the end of the day, you know, like the things that you all do, someone may not know what that is actually like day to day. It would be helpful for them to talk to you so that they could have a real sense of that. I mean, Marie, you you promised wisdom. Mm -hmm. and My goodness, I've, I've already gotten like, I've typed this out now. I'm, I have a whole like huge duck of, of quotes. And now I've added, we have not because we asked not. And generally just follow what you're passionate in and it'll work itself out like, like, I'm really excited for the rest of the interview because I, I feel like I'm going to understand everything now. Um, I, I do want to ask uh, just a little bit about, you know, your own experience with, with playing sports mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, how, you know, playing sports uh, impacted you uh, in your youth. You know, the thing that, you know, I, I really relate a lot of life back to sport. You know, I think about, <clears throat> you know, I think about the elements of being on a team and, uh, you know, how important that is. You know, yeah. I I mean, I relate to my experiences, you know, in, in that way. And I think in a lot of ways, uh, you know, young people who don't necessarily have that experience are missing something. And so, you know, whether it's teamwork and uh, subjugating your own personal uh, goals, and this is paradoxical, subjugating <laughs> your own pair, you know, your own goals for the benefit of the team, but actually you know, you go further uh, with the team. You know, it's like, it will give you another Wayneism. I, I, I got to know someone, I don't know who it was, but, um, you know, after I say it two or three times, uh, you know, I'll own it as my own. But really, if you want to, if you want to go someplace quick, you know, go by yourself. But if you want to go someplace far, wow. you know, go with others. That's, my goodness. That's a good one. I've heard that one before from you, Wayne, so I think you can definitely coin that one for yourself. It's yours. Yeah, I mean, so hey, I think about things like, you know, teamwork, but, you know, but I also think about, you know, perseverance and all of those lessons that, you know, that you that you learn in sport. You know, you don't win all the time. You know, there's disappointment. There's heartbreak. You know, there's all of those things that, you know, for me, you know, is is a part of it. You know, I've got a you know, I've got a, a, a now 20 year old son. He's a um, he's a sophomore in college uh, when he played, you know, he, he wrestled and he played lacrosse in high school, three times state uh, finalist or state qualifier in wrestling. Wow. Uh, his high school team made the state championship team uh, state championship. And, you know, like all of that stuff is exciting. Right. You know, as a parent. You know, you want to see your kid, your kids, you know, excel, you know, but the thing that uh, that I really 
was most excited about was the lessons that you know he was learning throughout yeah. uh, the course of his experience in, in sport. Uh, and some of those things were heartbreak. You know, some of those things were things that weren't the fun stuff that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people post on Facebook and yeah. Instagram and all of that stuff. But, you know, the kind of things that, you know, will stick with him for a lifetime and, uh, you know, make a huge difference. So I, I wish that for, you know, for all of us. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. We were just chatting about this, actually, like reflecting a lot about the impact that like parents or, or coaches, you know, in those moments kids often will like reflect how the parent or coach is reflecting on what's happening. Would there be any tangible advice you'd give to like parents or, or coaches of, of how to make sure you're like, you're, you're living <laughs> through that of like the failures and the, you're not going to win every game and, and how you're handling that. Like, is there any bit of like practical or tangible advice you would have to, to some of that? Well, you know, I always start with the end in mind. You know, what is it that we're attempting to accomplish with uh, this thing called youth sport? Mm -hmm. And if we get that young people who participate in sport, uh, that they typically do better academically, do better, you know, from a health perspective, social, emotional, uh, they do better in terms of their, their leadership skills than their peers. Like if we start there, then we know that participation uh, is typically a winner in and of itself. Mm. And then we need to ensure that if we're a coach or we're a parent, that then we're undergirding that experience. So, you know, I get it as a parent. It's like you you want to make sure that your kid doesn't miss out on, on something. And so, uh, you know, <laughs> when your kid's in kindergarten, you're thinking about uh, you, you, want, you want to make sure they don't miss out going to Harvard or, you know, if they're playing in their you know, their U7 game is like you're already yeah. thinking about, are they going to play on the varsity team or in college? Or, you know, let them have fun. Mm. Let them develop. Uh, let them experience all of that, uh, you know, is, is one of the things that, you know, that, that I would say, uh, you know, because at the end of the day, if a lot of young people are yeah. dropping out of sport because it's not fun for them. You know, mom and dad uh, are, you know, trying to tell them what to do from the sidelines. Uh, mm -hmm. There's the dreaded car ride home. Yeah. And, you know, if we just go back um, or at least if I go back, you know, to what seems like a, a time long time ago where young people, you know, we created our own sports. We organized our own sports. Mm -hmm. And had fun, worked out, you know, the challenges that we had. And I think, you know, in some in some sports like skateboarding and, you know, that kind of thing, you'll see young people getting yeah. positive reinforcement, even when they mess up, mm. uh, which is not always something that we see uh, in, in youth sports today. So uh, let kids have fun. Let them develop. Uh, know that uh, they're all going to develop at different stages, mm. at different ages. You know, there are young people who may be in incredible at age seven or eight, you know, but when puberty kicks in, uh, they're not going to be as good as, uh, you know, some of the other kids. And so, and, and conversely, there are going to be some others that are late bloomers. And so just because you start out slow, doesn't necessarily mean that that's where you're going to be at the end of the day. So that's one piece. But I would also yeah, say, there it is. Sample lots of different mm -hmm. opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
you know, like you never know what you like until you actually do the thing that you do. 100%. So try a lot of different things and uh, see what resonates. We're all athletes. We just need to find uh, that thing that we can do. Uh. Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting because uh, there are two things that, you know, I think are uh, similar but different. So, yeah, there are sports that uh, have some commonality. You know, if you're playing lacrosse, that could be very similar to soccer and ba- yeah. and basketball and, you know, in terms of how things unfold on the field. So those things are helpful uh, in that way. Uh, you know, but there are a couple of other things that I think are important. So, when we think about uh, taking on those additional sports, there are also different motor skills that you're mm. working with. And so ultimately, uh, that makes for a better athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, those motor skills then become complementary. Mm. Uh, and so I would suspect, you know, when you hear from, you know, Olympians who've competed at the highest level, you know, clearly they've gotten to a point where they got super focused on a sport at a, at a given age. But the foundation of that was built on lots of different sports, building their athleticism. And then the other the other thing that I think, you know, we tend to think if if some is good, uh, more is better. And then a lot is even better than that. You know, but we also get into the issues of overuse. You know, we got three and a half million young people that end up uh, going to the hospital every year for. Uh, you know, injury related things. And we know injuries are a part of the game. Half of those injuries, according to the CDC, are wow. preventable and are primarily overuse. Uh, and so, you know, if we think about that, uh, so there's the overuse element, uh, but then there's also uh, the burnout element, which is a real thing. Mm. I have heard countless stories about young people that have focused on a particular sport have been good at it, have focused on a particular sport. And either as they've gotten near the end of their high school career, or, you know, they've gotten into college and it's like, ah, you know, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it becomes a lot. It, yeah. it, it, it becomes their job. And, um, you know, for some, Hey, that's okay. But for yeah. many, it really does become a real thing around burnout. Yeah, no, I I hear you. I have a a family that I grew up with that had um, one of the younger daughters was an exceptional swimmer, had a, you know, full ride to the UW of uh, UW, Wisconsin, uh, amazing swimmer, but burnout, she was like, I I can't imagine doing this at this level for another four years because she was just, she was doing it so much and it, and it's super hard to it's hard to believe like sitting on the other side to be like, Oh my gosh, like, how could you give up this opportunity? And it's like, you know, she did what was best for her. Her, She was burnt out or her mental health wasn't there. Or it was just a number of things that's, you know, she was so focused on one thing for leading up to that moment that it's, it's, it's hard to see, but it's, you know, she was doing what was best for her in the moment. And, you know, she's, you know, wildly successful now in, in, in her life outside of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. hard to see it from, from our side of, you know, oh my gosh, you gave up this office and opportunity and, and all these things. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's burnout is really your point way. And like, it's, it's all too real and definitely needed to put things in place and do things that are going to create better environments for that not to happen moving forward. So that, you know, athletes don't get burnout and they can continue to, you know, 
do the sports that they're raising at and, and not get to a point where it's it's a detriment to their to their livelihoods. All right, listener, we're going to switch things up on you. We are going to cut the episode here and we're going to let you know that there's a part two to our conversation with Wayne. So stay tuned for next week's bonus episode. We are going to wrap up our conversation with Wayne. We're going to talk about National Youth Sports Week. And then we are going to put Mr. Wayne Moss through the this or that gauntlet. So just a reminder, follow the podcast so you can get updates on when new episodes are dropped um, and let people know about it. We are so excited to uh, to get Wayne back on here and uh, take him through the gauntlet. That gauntlet, 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 gauntlet. Did you feel that echo? That oh, echo was there. It's epic. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.